everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hey. Welcome to episode 44 of Hop Culture. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Today, we are dubbing ourselves the problem solvers in honor of one of our favorite shows, 30 Rock. If you're a fan of the show, you know the episode where Tracy Jordan and Jenna Maroney dubbed themselves the problem solvers and try to help people with their lives, even though their own are kind of in shambles and they're both a bit problematic. So we felt like that was a fitting title for what we are going to do today. So we asked you guys on Instagram for some problems that we could help you solve. And we do obviously need to give a disclaimer that we have no uh, professional or really street smarts to lend to these answers. But the questions you guys asked were not super serious. So I don't think we're going to be like steering anyone in too serious of a wrong direction. So we're just going to give our our best attempt to give a little advice. It's going to be light. Take this with the biggest (laughs) grain of salt possible. And with that, let's get started. So question number one, what is an outfit that's cute, comfy, and kind of professional? I'm very flattered that anyone would think to ask us for professional (laughs) workwear advice. (laughs) I actually was kind of like, oh, this will be a fun one to answer. And I mean, I used to work for Stitch Fix, so I feel like I have a good handle on like cute and somewhat professional because that's what I used to pick out for people a lot. But just the current styles right now, it is kind of tricky to dress professionally with what's trendy right now. So what do you guys think? Uh, Well, I think it depends how professional because I don't know, I think you don't need to be crazy trendy if you're wearing something that's sort of like a business casual, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that the main place that you can go wrong with comfort is probably the pants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. sure. The pants being too tight around the waist or like... Not stretchy enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if you have an ill-fitting high rise, yeah. You'll be Mm -hmm. comfy in whatever else you wear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. The pants are where things really just go wrong very severely on on the comfort level for sure. Grace, mm-hmm. at your conference that you just went to for school, didn't you guys have to dress business casual? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had, yeah, usually slacks and then a few blazers. If you can get like a knit blazer, that mm-hmm. still looks professional, but is super mm-hmm. cozy. And then for girls, you can get away with even a nicer t-shirt under that. I feel like, you know, still looks pretty yeah, like professional. A, like a plain, mm-hmm. yeah. like kind of looser fitting yeah, definitely TV. not like a, you know, free promotional t-shirt or something like, <laughs> something like that or just a blouse. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, I mean, this one said like somewhat professional or like kind of professional. So I'm assuming it doesn't really have to be like super. Like a full pantsuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like cardigans are very abundant right now and sweaters. Mm-hmm. Like if you had a nice, you know, a nice looking sweater or a nice cardigan, you could put over a comfy t-shirt and some soft pants of some Mm -hmm. kind. That's very comfy. And I feel like you can always kind of like upgrade your outfit by adding like an accessory, like 
necklace or earrings or something and it makes mm-hmm. it look more polished. Yeah. Instead of just looking like you're lounging about the house. Yeah. What you really need is a camel coat. I'm a huge proponent of camel <laughs> coats and <laughs> like camel <laughs> colored cozy. or like the hair of a camel. Oh, that sounds really gross. No, just camel colored. Talking about Claire. Like a horsehair brush or something. I don't know. I didn't know if a camel. She's saying it as like, this is not the trend. The way Tess is saying camel coat is making it sound like it's like. Wait, is camel coat? It's a thing. Exactly. Like camel coat is 100% a thing. Oh, it's not a brand. I'm Googling it. But it's a big thing. Just a camel. Um, Just a camel colored coat. Long coat. It's a long. I don't know what's so mm-hmm. hard. I have for a camel coat. Yeah, what are you guys to understand about? about this? Yeah, everybody needs a camel coat. It's the way it's she's saying it. Comfortable. <laughs> I think that maybe I thought that camel coat was an established phrase that everyone would know because Tess talks about it so much. Like I last winter, she's like, coats. "I need a camel coat." Like, well, we grew up knowing what a camel coat. Mom is dressed exclusively mom, in camel for yeah, most of our lives. Ever owned a camel <laughs> coat. <laughs> yes, and now I'm morphing into mom. We regularly find that we're wearing the same outfit, but I just think it's so comfy. I wear it to school all the time, and it just makes me feel a little extra professional. With mm-hmm. some yeah, well, one of those jackets that's like a knit, I don't know what you call it, because it's not a shacket. That's a different thing entirely. But when it's like a long, almost like a trench coat kind of, but it's made out of like sweater material or like knit, mm-hmm. I think you can wear that with jeans or leggings or like an ankle pant and it looks just a little more glam than just like mm-hmm. even a blazer. It's just a little bit different if you wanted to have a different kind of jacket. Another thing that I thought of is, and I mean, some people get really nervous about turtlenecks. I love turtlenecks personally. I have a a long neck, so I feel like I can wear them. (laughs) And I was teased in my past for having a long neck, so I've decided to embrace it as an adult. I love a good turtleneck. I think they're way more approachable. People are always like, oh, a turtleneck. I think pretty much anyone could wear a turtleneck, and it looks Mm -hmm. nice. You can tuck yeah, them into a pair I have a short, fat pants. neck, and I, I still <laughs> you, like... You do not. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Neck that way. I don't want to call attention to it, but my neck is <laughs> as wide as my big head. No, oh it's my not. That is, like, I'm, I'm looking at you right now. I know. We're looking at you. not even sort of true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just but because anyway. your limbs are so long that your neck looks short in relation, so mm. don't complain. <laughs> There's a lot of issues there, but... Having a long neck is a flex. I have a bad neck, but I still feel like a turtleneck <laughs> is flattering. <laughs> so, I've never been teased for, for having a long neck, but I have been teased for wearing turtlenecks in the past. But I still wear them proudly. Mm-hmm. Also, you can't go wrong. Like Anne mentioned, there's a lot of sweaters right now. Just mm-hmm. like a crew neck sweater and like a cute pair of pants. Yeah. An ankle pant or just there's so many cute pants out right now. Like I've seen some really cute plaid pants, a sweater and just a pair of pants. That goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we're going to go as in depth for men's style of, you know, a semi-professional outfit. But like, yeah, sweater mm-hmm. and pants or like I feel like for men, if you wear khakis and any sort of shirt that can tuck into them, mm-hmm. you're instantly like yeah. business mm-hmm. casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. if you're wearing anything that's not jeans, really, you're like, wow, you're so dressed up. 
And was Matt wearing like a travel pant last night or what kind I of I was wondering that too. Wearing? I was like, are those slacks? Like, are those I know. Like- I was like, whoa, Matt's so they professional. They adventure pants from Costco. <laughs> well, they looked I professional because they were stretchy, like colored pant. Mm-hmm. Costco has a lot of stretchy If you pants. want cute, comfy pants, you should go to Costco. Yeah, they look mm-hmm. nice, I guess but they're very comfy. And they're cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Just go to Costco. That really is like the best mm-hmm. piece of advice we could give you. Okay, moving on to the next one. I want to be less stressed and uptight. Any suggestions? I feel like I'm the least qualified of the four. <laughs> so, I'm like, ooh. So I'm going to bow out. <laughs> I know it's just like crickets, chirp. Well, okay, I can really get stressed and uptight, especially if I'm like really busy, which I haven't been lately. So I feel like I've been pretty relaxed. So that could be one thing. Like, is there anything you can cut? From your, you know, schedule, mm-hmm. is there anything that's not a super high priority that you could maybe just cut out of your life because that would help? But at various times of my life, using a planner has really helped because I can just kind of look at everything I have to do, you know, in the coming day or week or whatever and kind of loosely schedule it out. And then I can see that I actually do have time to do everything I need to do. And that helps me feel like a little bit less tightly wound i guess mm-hmm. kind of like a yeah. brain dump mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if you're not gonna cut anything out of your life i feel like just listing all the things that you have to do and then kind of prior like listing them by how high they are on your priorities because you might have a lot of things that you have to do but you can determine like which ones actually need to be done really well and which ones just don't need to be maybe your top priority like yeah maybe your kid's birthday party doesn't need to have perfect favors and perfect invitations if you have a bunch of other things mm-hmm. going on yeah i also maybe this is like backwards advice but sometimes if i know i have to do something but there's something on my to-do list that sounds more fun I'll just do the more fun thing first (laughs) and put off the thing that has to get done until I can't put it off anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I don't want to be forcing myself to do stuff in advance when there's something I actually want to be doing. So I'm just going to like do my fun stuff first and then suffer later. And I don't know why it works, but it does. Sometimes that works for me. I'll tell myself Tess always gets mad at this because I would do this with like cleaning my kitchen. I'd be like, yeah, the kitchen's really messy, but I'm going to clean it when I feel like I want to clean it. But (laughs) sometimes sometimes I just really don't want to do something and then the mood will strike me one day and I'll do it. So Mm -hmm. I I used to get mad at you for that, but I actually started to come around to it because I realized like at first I was like, when are you going to want to clean your kitchen? (laughs) No one wants to do that. But there actually are moods that you'll have where Mm -hmm. you'll be like, I'm going to clean my whole house. And it feels way better to do it then. Yeah. Or someone will be coming to visit and then I have to do it like Anson. You're forced. (laughs) That's true. So the term that I've seen floating around that kind of goes with that is follow your energy. And it does fly in the face of everything we've ever learned about productivity or priorities or anything. We always were taught growing up, do the worst thing first and get it out of the way. Eat a frog in the morning or whatever. Uh (laughs) Yeah, eat a frog. Exactly. What's the timer method, Grace, that you're talking about too? Pomodoro. 
Is that what Oh, yeah. Is? The Pomodoro method, which we've talked about in previous episodes. So, I mean, those are all still good. But I have seen that a lot lately. Follow your energy. And I think that's true sometimes because sometimes my tendency is, oh, I really don't want to do this. So I'm just going to like sit on the couch and look at Facebook because I just don't want to do anything versus maybe there's a chore on there that sounds like a little better. So might as well like mm-hmm. get that out of the way. It's better than nothing yeah. kind of thing. And, and sometimes, sometimes when you'll you get work started... Into yeah, you'll start feeling like, oh, I actually do have, you know, energy mm-hmm. and I'll keep going. Totally. Now, the part of the question that was stressed and uptight, I wonder mm-hmm. if there's also an aspect of this that's like taking on things that are not your responsibility mm-hmm. or out of your control. Ooh, yeah. Grace, I was just going to say that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any advice for letting go of that, but. <laughs> well, I think just. I have ideas. Two things that have helped me, because I think, yeah, with being stressed and uptight, we all have things that we are uptight about. Mm -hmm. Even people that appear laid back, you know, quote unquote. It's like, "Mm, I don't know if the term uptight or laid back can be applied universally to any one person, because we all have things that are kind of like triggering for us, right? And like different situations. So remembering that you can't control other people, I think that's just huge. Just remember, you can't control other people. You can't control other people's feelings. You can't mm-hmm. control how they react to you. And that remember, we were kind of talking about that last week with gifts. You can't control what other people are going to think about the gift. So you just kind of have to let go of that. And then also just lowering your expectations. Mm-hmm. I used to actually really dislike the advice to lower your expectations because to me, it kind of felt like giving up or just resorting to like, well, I guess this is as good as my life's going to get. I'll just lower my expectations (laughs) or lower your expectations in relationships or in anything in life, really. You know, I kind of was like, well, that's not I don't want to just live with low expectations, but I don't think that's really what it means. I think it just means, again, like you can't really control anything outside of your own reaction to things and your own attitude. And so lowering my expectations of holidays, how my kids are going to act, how much I'm going to get done in a day, Mm -hmm. any number of those things that really helps me sometimes to just be like, okay, I'm just going to be content with what happens and I'm going to enjoy the good that comes. Well, a lot of times we think other people have all these high expectations of us, but I think other people actually think about us a lot less than we think that they do. Mm -hmm. People aren't as concerned about us as we think they are. And so sometimes we have all these expectations on ourselves because we think other people are expecting these things of us and they're really not. And I think you were telling me this, Claire, but maybe you got it from Jody Moore or something. But <laughs> this is just a Jody Moore. It's a Jody Moore fan account, basically. <laughs> she said, "You'll have to tell me if this was her that even said this." But she said most of the time she shoots for like B plus work or something. Oh, I did say that. That was a long time ago that I. It kind of stuck episode. with me because. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to do everything perfect. If there's something really important to you, you know, to be perfect about, then by all means, like, try to do your A-plus work on that. But most of the time, a B-plus is really good, you know? It's above Mm -hmm. average, Mm -hmm. and that's totally okay to just shoot for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm the kind of uptight where (laughs) I get things in my craw, and then no one can say no. (laughs) (laughs) This happened recently. (laughs) with Luke because I was like we're gonna go next year I wasn't asking I was just telling him like next year we're gonna go and we're gonna live abroad for a month 
and he and he had all these like qualms about it and i was like genuinely upset that he was telling me no because like, like when like during medical school no next summer before it wasn't a good plan i realize that now but <laughs> claire's trying to like <laughs> poke holes in it yeah, yeah mm-hmm. claire, i'm trying to help really trying to hold that. had this conversation with me but i was realizing this about myself that i kind of like get things in my craw and I can't hear no and I just like things to be my way a lot of the time but the advice that has helped me recently with that is to ask myself will this matter to me a year from now will I still think about it will I still be bitter <laughs> like there's a lot of things in my life that like still if, be bitter? <laughs> if someone <laughs> says no to or if it doesn't get done my way or it, it doesn't get done perfectly then it really will not make any difference in my mm-hmm. life in a year. So, yeah. The one last thing I would say on this topic is that therapy for this sort of thing would be really helpful, I think. Yeah. A lot of people wait until they're feeling in crisis or they have a mental health problem to go into therapy. But this is the sort of thing that, like, you could go and you could talk through it with someone and you could just go for a few months and probably come out with a lot of individualized techniques. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you go to therapy once for something, it doesn't mean that, like, for the rest of your life, now you're saddled with, like, I'm always going to have to go and pay for this therapy. You know, like, if you live around, like, a school or something, you could probably get... I think a lot of schools do like discount, you know, their grad mm-hmm. students because you're not needing that necessarily, you know, super qualified person. Specialized, it's just would be yeah. Somebody who would be able to be like, here's how you can stop and think about this. And then you can have those tools for the rest of your life. Yeah. Very, yeah, that's a really good point. That's good advice. Okay, next one. Winter is coming and I am nervous. Any tips for battling seasonal depression? I feel like I could have an entire episode on this, so I'm going to try not to. <laughs> I think we all could because we're all from Alaska. Everybody. <laughs> I have so many feelings about winter. Does anyone else have any tips before I launch into my diatribe? Well, in our bucket list um, episode, we talked a little bit about how bucket lists can help you have some things to look forward to. You know, so maybe a winter bucket list could help have some little bright spots for your winter i don't know Mm -hmm. what you could put on a winter bucket list because again (laughs) winter is if you got into fishing fishing's a great winter hobby yeah i was gonna say get some hobbies like i had never skied really before maybe like once or twice with our family but last winter i skied a lot and that really helped just because I had something to look forward to every weekend, which skiing Mm -hmm. is not available to everyone. But everyone has like, you could go snowshoeing, you could just take Mm -hmm. walks or totally. Well, that kind of plays into that book I talked about in our outdoorsy episode, No Such Thing as Bad Weather. And it talked Mm -hmm. about how getting outside, I mean, it's common sense when we know it, but just sunlight and fresh air, there are like real psychological benefits to that. Mm hmm. We get so short on that in the winter. So yeah, skiing isn't accessible to everyone and it's hard if, you know, it's expensive. And if you have young kids or if you live in Ohio, like there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> but you can find ways to get outside. Yeah, it's just cold <laughs> and rainy and just gray, but there's no mountains. So last winter was so hard and I know it was hard for everyone and, and a lot of people had it way worse than I did. So I'm not trying to say I had it the worst or anything, but it was so cold, covid there was no opportunities to get out and about with the kids and I was pregnant and homeschooling and just it was like everything was just piling on 
But the one benefit was I really learned that I can get outside with the kids in the winter because that was literally all there was to do was to just try to get them outside. We went sledding more than we've ever gone sledding. And it was so much work to get everybody dressed. And sometimes I was like, oh, I do not want to go sledding again. But you went sledding so much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're desperate. We're desperate for it exercise. The time. Yeah, it passes the time. But I am grateful for that because it did help me realize that you can get outside. Even like the average person can find opportunities to get out, but you have to be intentional about it. You might have to choose to invest in like some better snow gear or or is it gaiters that hook onto your shoes so you can walk in the winter? You know, like you might need to to intentionally invest in some clothes and gear that can help get you outside. But I feel like that definitely makes a huge difference. And it could Mm -hmm. be good if you have, I don't know who this would be directed towards, but like for people who had kids, maybe like something where you can leave your kids behind or like bring one in the stroller or something like a mom's walking group or something where you like you're getting to socialize for yourself Mm -hmm. with somebody and Mm -hmm. there's not maybe like the hassle. I don't know. It Mm -hmm. seems like playing outside with kids and stuff would be fun. But also I've heard of like some mom's walking groups that are like after work, you know, or Mm -hmm. maybe their husband could be watching the kids or something. And then you get to like, yeah, socialize a little bit too, which is really helpful, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Winter is the time of year for everyone, but especially for stay-at-home parents that can be just so isolating because it's just hard to get out especially during COVID times. And I just think you have to, going into it, really be intentional about like, okay, how am I going to get out this winter? How am I going to connect with friends? How am I going to have, yeah, time away from my home? (laughs) Like, how am I going to have something to look forward to? So as we head into winter, think about maybe like for Christmas, ask for some experiences like concert tickets or like a it doesn't have to be most people don't have the budget to do like a warm weather vacation but even just last March we went to Pittsburgh for a weekend which Pittsburgh is two (laughs) hours from here so it's no warmer than it is here but it was something to look forward to we got to go to a Mm -hmm. science museum and let the kids swim at the hotel it was just a little something to just kind of brighten our month so Maybe use some Christmas budget to invest in some experiences that you'll look forward to later on in January and February when it gets really grim. Because we can usually hold it together until Christmas. And then yeah. it's just like, yeah. I'm done. I'm done with winter. <laughs> Anything else? I think just generally, just lower your expectations too. Like, mm-hmm. I always think that winter should just be the same as every other season for me. As far as like my school performance and that I shouldn't gain any weight or that I should keep wanting to do the same things that I always do. But I always get a lot lower energy. I end up gaining a little bit of weight. I don't do as well in school half the time. It's just important to not expect yourself to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Go into it knowing I'm not going to get everything (laughs) done or, you know, do everything the way that I hope. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Claire? We lost her. <laughs> oh, is it me? Sorry, I've... Oh, no, there's two of me. Okay, I'm turning my video off. I'm so sorry, everybody. There's oh two of me. I don't know how to get rid of the imposter. It's so creepy. It's like on the prestige. It's really when there's creepy. two. It's so creepy. I don't know who the other clear is. It's in a really scary way. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the oh, thumb from Spy Kids. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. Okay, can I say one more thing? 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so kind of to go along with Tess, I feel like the same way. I feel like I have this expectation of like, well, we just need to go along at our usual clip. But I think leaning into winter, this is kind of like hippy dippy, but I do think there's some kind of like beauty to the ebbs and flows of the season. And I think just in the summer, you know, we live it up, we stay up late because we want to take advantage of it. It's okay if during winter you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to lean into winter. It doesn't mean that you stop taking care of yourself and exercising and stuff, but there's the Danish concept of, I can't pronounce it, but it's like Huga. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's H-Y-G-G-E. And the little book of Huga I read a couple years ago, and it really has stuck with me because just the little things, it sounds silly, but lighting candles or having like a cozy throw blanket set out or just kind of leaning into the coziness of winter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and doing things you enjoy. Maybe there's a new book series you want to dive into or something. Just kind of embrace what there is to love about winter and acknowledge that maybe it isn't your favorite. But it's not just like winter is just this vast wasteland. There's some good things about it. So maybe look for the good. And then our friends at The Balance Project, they have these seasonal guidebooks that are really cool. And one thing that I loved, they have one for winter and they talk about like seasonal foods. And that's something I'm going to try this year is to really learn more about what's in season different times of the year and try to cook with those foods and enjoy what is good about winter food wise too. Mm, That's fun. Yeah. I'm a work Mm -hmm. in progress, but I'm trying because I've lived cold places my whole life and it's not getting any easier. So like I need to find a way to work work with it instead of just stealing myself against it every year, you know, because it is really hard. Okay, this one goes along with it perfectly, hand in hand, pun intended. It says, my hands are super dry. Can you help? (laughs) (laughs) You've come to the right place because we all have super dry hands. Tess, I think, might have the driest of dry little mitts. Her little red mitts were legendary. (laughs) Yeah, it's well, it's funny because they're legendary. I never put on lotion now. They're not chapped anymore. But every time mom sees me, she looks at my hands and she's like, oh, little little chapped mitts. And I'm like, they haven't been chapped in years, like literally like 10 years. And she's always like, oh, such oh not hands. 10 years, Tess. Come well, on. they're probably dry if she's holding them and commenting on how dry you they are. You've just adapted. They're probably Look always on the verge of being dry. <laughs> they're on the right? verge of being dry. Yeah, they're always on the verge, but they have not been chapped, chapped for a while. Mm-hmm. But maybe 10 years is an exaggeration because when I was a teenager, I discovered something that really helped me. And it was the Neutrogena Norwegian Formula Hand Cream, oh. which I don't know if you guys oh, have tried it. Stuff. I haven't tried it. It's so nice. It's so luxurious and it works miraculously. It works super well, especially if you do the thing where like you put a ton on and then you put some socks on your hands and sleep in, in mm-hmm. those. But mm-hmm. even if you just put it on in the morning, it's very effective. I have to try that. I'm an Aquaphor fan myself. That's what our pediatrician always recommends. I should be a dry skin expert, but I'm more just a chronic sufferer because I have dry hands. Um, my kids get dry patches. I just feel like it's a constant battle. And our doctor always, you know, says Aquaphor, so I just buy it by the gallon. <laughs> my one tip I would say is wear gloves when you do dishes because it really does help. I think that's what like really, really dries my hands out. You can also wear gloves to sleep. Amazon sells like a giant multi-pack of little white gloves and you can put lotion on and put... <laughs> 
I know about this because sometimes when I'm really anxious, I pick at my cuticles too much and can't mm. fall asleep. And mm-hmm. so I had to buy said gloves. Oh. But it would help to put lotion on, Poor Grace. and then it would feel no, like I feel a luxury. bad I laughed yeah. about the little gloves. <laughs> the I'm gloves. sorry. No. <laughs> I wasn't trying to laugh about anxiety. Oh, but the no, image of you with like little funny, the gloves, especially a magician's gloves. <laughs> At one point, I had, was having carpal tunnel from crocheting too much, and so I'd have on the white gloves, and then I'd also have wrist braces. <laughs> I love it um, so man. much. I really like O'Keefe's uh, working hand lotion. Oh, I've tried mm-hmm. that. It comes in like yeah. green tubs and I get a multi-pack and we'll just put a bunch around like everywhere that I might be. So that mm-hmm. anytime I have, I'm feeling like my hands are dry, I'll just put it on. That was going to be my tip mm-hmm. too. Because that's a problem I have is I'll be doing dishes or in the car and I'll be like, oh, my hands are so dry. So it's like very obvious, but just buy several of whatever hand cream you like and just leave them around your house so you have them The problem is wherever dad, you are. dad loved that lotion and so he would grab it and put it on his bald head mm. and oh. <laughs> rub it all over. Well, <laughs> he needs it. He does yeah. need it. It's very chapped. <laughs> it's a chapped head. I always liked the CeraVe moisturizing cream that's in like the big tub. Oh yeah, that's I like what that my dermatologist stuff too. said to use when I was on Accutane and my skin was all like that's badly what Luke peeling uses off. Too. And it worked really well. I don't know how it stacks up against the other ones that you guys have mentioned. And then one I haven't tried, but I've heard really good things about is gloves in a bottle. Mm. Oh, I've never even heard of it. Go Clean Co. Like the Go name. Clean Co. talks about that. it a lot. And it's basically like you don't have to wear rubber gloves to do dishes or whatever because this works so well for people who are like cleaning or washing their hands a lot. Nurses recommend it. It makes you like a seal skin coating mm. on your hands. I don't think. <laughs> I'm looking that up right now. I don't think you'll it's feel literal a coating gloves. on your hands, but it acts a little bit different than typical lotion. And it's breathable. I don't know really how it works. If Go Clean Co. endorses it then I believe You know it's good. Yeah. It's not Mm going to be like a clean ingredient situation, but it will Mm. be effective. (laughs) That's That's true. I think the gloves (laughs) in the bottle, though, actually, they're like paraben-free. Like they're... Oh, cool. They're actually like not bad for your skin. I'm going to give it a try. Okay. Last question we're going to cover today. How do you distract yourself while you're waiting on important results or news? This is a really hard one. I don't know that I have, I know the right answer would be go for a run or do something kind to help someone else. But truthfully, I think try to do something fun and just do something that is like engaging, fast paced, watch a show that does not take a lot of concentration, do the bare minimum go get Chick-fil-A for dinner, (laughs) like just get through. (laughs) I don't know. I would just say do the bare minimum. You need to get priorities done, your must do's, but just do something fun to distract yourself probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say start a project that you shouldn't start and probably can't finish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like get in over your head on something Mm -hmm. else. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, or like kind of the opposite of what Claire's saying, but I think they could complement each other. Like, just throw yourself into whatever you have to do wholeheartedly (laughs) so -hmm. that you forget a little bit. That's helped me. Like, if I just focus so much on school or on whatever it is that I need to do, or if I like just 
get out of the house and go door dashing or something, it helps me more than if I were just to stay home on my phone or something. But if there's a good show to watch, then that's definitely, I recommend that too. Your advice is the constructive, actually good advice. Mine is more like what I would do. I don't know that I could classify it as advice necessarily, but I would be like, (laughs) I would be like 10 pages deep in like a survivor, you know, season 20 Reddit thread or something if I just like needed to distract myself. Yeah. Yeah. Reddit is good for distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Reddit is just don't look anything up about your news. Don't be like, Mm -hmm. will I get into this school? Mm -mm. They'll tell you no. Can I succeed in any way? No, yeah. no. Reddit, in any occupation in life. <laughs> Here's the thing. People that have been successful probably don't have time to be on Reddit telling you answers. So just don't exactly. take anything anyone says It's just, says it's always seriously. the bitter people that are <laughs> yeah. like, you can never succeed. And they wouldn't believe it even if you told them that they couldn't. They would just still try. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If they're successful. So yeah. I think do the it. advice to just go door dashing is just always good advice for whatever else. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dirt because you're you're is making such a good money. Distraction. Yeah, you're, you're earning money. You're out. It's about. like a video game, like the little mm-hmm. bring bring. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, like a rush. It's just yeah, it's, it's so dopamine, exciting. Like, right to your brain. Yeah. Go door dashing and then use the money you make to go on a little shopping spree. Ooh, that mm-hmm. is seriously that is good. such yeah. good That's advice. Great advice. Yeah, those <laughs> for any time hand. of life, even if you're not waiting on. <laughs> Yeah, shopping is a good distraction. And if you only use the money you just earned, you're not going to do anything too destructive. So there mm-hmm. you go, people. That's what to do. Well, thanks, everyone, for submitting questions. And if you have other advice that we missed, you can find us on Instagram at HopCulturePod and comment on our episode 44 post and let us know what you think. Should we move on to Weekly Wins? Well, speaking of DoorDash, actually, not really, but in a roundabout way, Luke just found out today that he got into medical school at AT Still University, which is it's super so exciting. Awesome. It's so exciting. So exciting. How does that relate to DoorDash? I'll tell you how distracting. (laughs) The school is in a little tiny town called Kirksville, Missouri. So it doesn't have, I think you can rent cars there, but I'm not really sure. I think it's kind of expensive too. So we just went with taxis. And I think the taxi service, there's no tourism there. It's seriously so tiny and in the middle of nowhere. So I think the taxi service is basically exclusively functioning for students that come to interview at the school. I was going to say, I'm surprised there's even a taxi service (laughs) like available. I know. Well, the main industries in the town, I found out, are the fast food industries and Walmart. And so I was asking my driver or I was telling him that I like to DoorDash sometimes. And he was like, oh, my wife and I DoorDash. And he was telling me that it's really successful there and there's lots of door dashing to do. So that was great news. He did tell me, I was like, oh, that's great news if we end up moving here. And he was like, well, <laughs> like totally serious, not as a joke. He was like, well, I wouldn't recommend it because then you'd be competition to me and my wife. And oh, it's no. just really annoying when there's lots of door dashers out. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. He's going to hate me because I'm totally going to go door dash there. Then why did you, you just tell me that it's tell lucrative? Someone, like, yeah, you, you can't also, tell someone, like, door dashing is like, great here, but don't, you're not don't allowed do it. to do this because it's annoying yeah. when 
anyone but me gets money. I know. Yeah, I thought it was so fair. funny. I can't wait till you pull up next to him at a stoplight. <laughs> and he's like Newman on Seinfeld shaking his fist at you or something like it's going to be so <laughs> funny. little red bag. Yeah. Well, he already has his taxi service. I have nothing there. So mm-hmm. yeah, you, you got to build from the ground up. Exactly. I'm so excited for you guys, though. Yeah, that's, that's seriously so awesome. I know. It's such a relief because it's just such an annoying process to apply. And you'd never really know if you're going to get in or not because it's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit random because everybody's qualified who's applying. So when you get in, it's just such a good feeling to know that you don't have to do the whole process over again the next year. So yeah, yeah we're super excited. I was so excited that you're going to be in the Midwest. I was like, oh, we're all moving to the Midwest. But then I actually looked it up on Google Maps and it's still like an 11 and a half hour drive. From I know. <laughs> I looked that up too. That was like one of the first things I looked at. It was like proximity and it's not close at all. But it's, it's not close. just a short plane ride. <laughs> well, from St. Louis, right? Yeah. So it's a three hour drive and then a short plane ride. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Grace and Anne, I think you guys have a joint weekly win to share this week, don't you? Yeah. We, yes, we do. We went to the Bleachers concert. <gasps> Finally. So we fun. have been wanting to go to a Bleachers concert for a very, very long time. And before Grace moved here, I texted her and I was like, Bleachers is coming. You should fly out. And she's like, oh, yeah, like I totally will. And so we got tickets. And then she just, you know, ended up moving here to make things easier. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was part of it. That was the exact reason why was just for this concert. <laughs> yeah. So they were telling me about it last night and I was dying. So I said they had to give a recap on the podcast because it was just Yeah, it was definitely too good. Yeah, introduction I want to recap to too. Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Who I would be going to concerts with if I were to go to another concert here. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Half the fun of going to a concert is the people watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You always get a little taste of the seedy underbelly of the town you're in. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, the Clevelanders were were out that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It's all kind of a blur now. I'm trying to, the one that obviously comes to mind is the guy with the two girls. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. There was this guy. So, I need to hear it. He looked like a Provo bro, kind of like a skinny yeah. Provo bro. You know, he's like backwards mm-hmm. baseball hat. Yeah, short blonde mm-hmm. hair, little like thin t shirt, screaming mm-hmm. and yelling for bleachers. You know the type. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before the concert even started, because it started way later than it said it would, much later than I would have thought. So we were standing around for a long time. And this guy, we didn't start out standing by him. He was way over somewhere else. And then he kept going back and forth and like, excuse me, sorry, excuse me. I'm so sorry. You know, pretty annoying, like pushing past us. And then finally he settles right next to me. And the whole time (laughs) leading up to the concert, he's like, I'm so excited for you guys to see bleachers. I can't what? to his girlfriends, not to us. Oh, not to us. (laughs) Two girlfriends. Just being really condescending, like, oh, wow, look, they're still touring with two drum sets and acting like he... (laughs) He was like the authority on bleachers. Like it's embarrassing for bleachers that they only have two drum sets? No, no, no. Like Like he just knows everything about them? He just already knows that they're stupid and they they don't know Mm -hmm. about bleachers like he does. Now they have two again and like Mm. he's like just showing how much knowledge he has. If he's such a good boyfriend, why hasn't he taken his two girlfriends to see bleachers before now? Like it's really that's on him. Two girlfriends. Does he like... 
So <laughs> this is also a mystery. Before the concert started, I heard him telling them, like, I really want to take a picture of us and post it on my Instagram saying, like, I'm with my best girls. But I know my mom would see it and be like, what the heck? Because his mom thinks she's his best girl. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh. I don't like any of it. So That's I assumed they horrifying. were just friends. I thought he was their male best friend. Mm-hmm. I kind of assumed these girls are just putting up with him. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he bought chairs. the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As the concert went on, he was caressing their shoulders and like leaning he was over kissing them and like one of kissing them. one of them. <laughs> Not kissing the other, He'd but like one, getting But then he'd handsy. like put his face up right to her face and serenade her. And then yeah. oh, back to the no. other. Oh, no. Like, what? Yeah. This is more than I wanted to learn about. A bleachers concert, honestly. It was way too much. Yeah, originally he was standing by Anne, but she was so mad about him that we traded places. He spilled <laughs> beer take on her him. shoes. He was being really annoying. Yeah, he spilled his beer on me and he was singing so loud. I was like, I can't hear Jack Antonoff. I can't hear him. <laughs> and he saying, let's go, Jack. Come on, Jack. And I'm like, oh. you're on a first name basis with Jack no. Antonoff. You could call him Jack Antonoff like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you don't know him personally. Yeah. And he's getting like drunker and drunker. So we switched mm-hmm. spots. And eventually at one point in the night, we got really smashed in. So I was smashed in on one side and I was mm-hmm. smashed against him on the other side. And he starts elbowing me. Yeah. And then he starts like pushing me. And he yeah. turns to me and he shrieks. He doesn't he doesn't yell like a person would yell when they're mad. He shrieked like a little baby child. Yeah. He was like, you can't push people. <gasps> I was like, I'm not. Because <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Not scared like I normally would have been if someone yelled at me because, like I said, it was a shriek where I was just like confused and angry. So I was like, I'm not pushing you. And he's like, yeah, you're pushing me. I yeah, was he's here. Like, Calm he's down. Like, I've been here all night. And I was like, well, it first really off, no, 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 no. No, you haven't. You've been well, wandering we have been around. Here all night. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you keep moving. so annoying. We gave him the dirtiest looks. And he, everyone around us, too, was kind of just like, just like looked okay, at him. sir. Like. So I was trying Calm to plot down. ways that like I could secretly step on the backs of his shoes and he wouldn't feel it. But when he got home, his shoes would be ruined or like. Yeah, Grace was like plotting really dark ways dark. to get back at him. <laughs> I was plotting like take off his hat and throw it in the crowd. I don't know. I wanted to dark. hit him. Yeah. I didn't you want to smash his phone? Even before it started. Oh, I, I did want to smash his phone. I want to like, start a could, fight too. People are jostling against him. I could probably pick his phone out of his pocket and just drop it on the floor and no one would see. <laughs> and then I just stomp on it. <laughs> he deserved that. He did. He totally sounds like he did. But he wasn't it. the only character. There was a girl mm-hmm. who was sobbing. <laughs> that was we my were favorite playing a one. song and she was like wiping down her face, the tears, and like singing along. She was loving it. Yeah. Like oh, a Beatles my concert. Word. Um, yeah, I was like, I didn't realize people were that into bleachers that they would be sobbing. Oh, yeah. No. They had some people there who had been following them the whole tour. And they'd been to every concert. I'm pretty sure they came to Utah a couple of weeks ago or like a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure because I remember hearing people on campus and it was the same deal where they were all just wanting to sound like they knew so much about bleachers. (laughs) I just didn't know that there was like this subset of people. Mm -hmm. They definitely attract the people that think that they're like into music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. like they think that bleachers are like this indie cool thing to be into, but like everybody's into bleachers. Like, this is so- like Jack Antonoff's 10th pop band. This yeah. Is not- <laughs> <laughs> this was news to me that Jack Antonoff is a part of bleachers when they were talking about him last <laughs> night. Shocked. I was like, Lena Dunham's ex-boyfriend? And they were like, oh, Claire. And I was like, I didn't know he was a part of this. 
had no Just idea. A funny way to like describe <laughs> him. She's like, yeah, I didn't yeah, even know that about him. She's like, Lena Dunham's ex-boyfriend. And we're like, not what? like the man who co-writes all of Taylor Swift. I know like, that would be my first <laughs> like, thing. I was like, oh yeah, he did date Lena Dunham. I guess yeah. that's the only way I know him. So funny. Sorry, you were gonna say a couple, another couple. There though. was a couple behind us. First, they were behind Grace, and then they ended up behind me, and then they ended up behind Grace again. But they were dancing slash making out the whole mm. time, mm-hmm. and they were like rhythmically bumping into us very hard, like to the point that you, like me. we would be like thrown forward <laughs> by this girl. That's probably why that guy thought I was pushing it because this couple was like yeah. shoving me. And it was very weird because you see those people at concerts all the time and you just kind of think like these people just like to go to concerts mm-hmm. and they don't care who it is together. Mm-hmm. But the girl was like, she knew a lot of the lyrics. I'm like, she's actually like a Bleachers fan. And so I don't know why she's facing away time. from the stage, just That's making out bizarre. half the time. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so weird. If I'm at a concert, you've paid a lot of money. You've paid mm-hmm. the service fees on the stupid website to print off your tickets at home. You've paid for parking. So I am not missing. My eyes are locked on that stage. I am not missing a second yeah. of it. I have paid a lot of money to be there. I'm always very perplexed by the types that just are at a concert every weekend. I'm like, where do you get the money? Are you door dashing mm-hmm. 24-7? I don't know how you have <laughs> this money to, to do this. <laughs> how do your feet hold up? Ann and I at the end. Our bodies had given out. Yeah. We're like too old for it. My feet hurt so bad and Anne's back hurt. Yeah. We like that was the last stand-up concert. I'm never going to a standing room only concert ever Mm-mm. again. No. It's only <laughs> worth it if it's like I've never seen this band that I love. It's not worth it for anyone else. So who I'm, would that be I'm at done. this point? Because haven't you achieved no like one. your big five? I have achieved officially my big five now. So yeah, oh my god, I'm only going to concerts where I have a seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From this point on, <laughs> I feel like our weekly wins have gotten progressively sadder because Tess's was like you know watershed <laughs> life changing moment. The other two were like a great concert. Okay, so Anne was supposed to bring Hazel so I could watch her while she went to the concert, but then Matt came too. So apparently she doesn't even trust me to watch her child. So I was no, sort of that's useless not in this it. whole plan. <laughs> You know I hate driving. I know. (laughs) So I was not the designated babysitter that I thought I was going to be. But I did pick up a wagon on the side of the road while they were at the concert. (laughs) And I made a really good muffin recipe that I'd never made. They came home and they're like, we're not going to anymore. That's like a 20s activity to go to a standing concert. And I'm like, yeah, well, welcome to your 30s. You just stay home and bake muffins (laughs) instead of going out and about. (laughs) Um, But the muffins were really good, weren't they, everybody? They were really good. So yeah, it was a pumpkin muffin recipe. Yeah, it was from Mel's Kitchen Cafe. Ooh, It uses sourdough discard. So I felt very, I felt like basically a pioneer using part of one (laughs) homemade thing and another homemade thing. But yeah, we'll link the recipe in Wait, our show what's notes. What's the flavor of these muffins? I oh, it. it's pumpkin chocolate chip. And I know I've already talked about mm. like a traditional pumpkin muffin I make every year. I've already made those. So <laughs> I needed to try <laughs> another recipe. I feel like it's pretty hard to screw up pumpkin chocolate chip anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these ones were also good. very good. But I really like the texture of them. When I saw, because I follow her on Instagram. And I saw that recipe and I was like, oh, Claire needs to make these. And I almost sent it to you. And then I was like, eh, she follows her. I'm sure she'll make these. (laughs) And so when I saw that you made them, I already knew before she told me. (laughs) Those are the Mel's. Yeah, I stand Mel. She can do no wrong. 
So we'll link the recipe. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Instagram, Mark Zuckerberg might regret that he is letting the plebeians of the world link stuff now, but we can link. So Hopkins be Lincoln. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. 